Thrive Sweet Productions. And welcome to another edition of This Day in Sports History. It's January 11th, and Cleveland Browns fans may want to go earmuffs on this one because today we remember John Elway and the drive from 1987. It was the AFC Championship game being played in front of a capacity crowd of 80,000 at Cleveland Stadium. NBC lead announcer Dick Enberg opened the broadcast by saying, Cleveland fans have been desperately hungry for a winner. It's been a full generation of time since the Browns last won a title in 1964. And without a doubt, having home field advantage that day, the 12-win Browns were poised and ready to return to glory and punch their ticket to the Super Bowl in Pasadena. When Browns receiver Brian Brennan made an adjustment on an underthrown Bernie Kosar pass and eluded Dennis Smith to scurry to the end zone for a 48-yard touchdown play to give Cleveland a seven-point lead with 5.43 to play in the game, it looked like a pretty good bet. And then, when kickoff returner Gene Lang let Mark Mosley's short kickoff roll to the two-yard line, putting the Broncos in a deep hole to start their drive, it looked like it was nearly a sure thing. With a 98-yard field in front of them and needing seven points, the odds were stacked against Denver. Just trying to get a little breathing room, the drive started off with a five-yard pass to Sammy Winder. Two plays later on a third and two, Winder barely got the first down, securing it by only the length of the football. Now, with some room to work, Elway escaped the pocket for an 11-yard run. And a few plays later, he hooked up with Steve Sewell for a 22-yard gainer. After a 12-yard pass to Steve Watson, the two-minute warning paused the action with the Broncos at the Cleveland 40. And here's where things got interesting. Elway was sacked for a loss of eight to set up a third and 18. But Elway, cool under pressure, handled a snap that glanced off the motion man and then drilled a pass to Mark Jackson for a pickup of 20 and a crucial first down. After an Elway nine-yard run to stop the clock, Denver faced a third and one at the Cleveland five with 42 seconds remaining and a timeout in their pocket. Now on the 15th play of the drive, the Broncos elected to take a shot at the end zone instead of going for something up the middle to try to get the first down. On a play called Fire Pass 95 Slant, Elway lasered a pass to Jackson for the score, and after the PAT, the game was tied at 20. And that's something that people sometimes forget with the drive. It only tied the game. The Browns had 31 seconds left and two timeouts. However, Marty Schottenheimer played it safe with Kosar taking a knee, running the final seconds off the clock to send the game to overtime. The Browns actually won the coin toss and had a chance to win the game in what was then sudden death OT. Cleveland had actually won all three of their previous OT games that season, while Denver had not played one. But Cleveland went three and out and punted it away on the only possession they would get. Starting on their own 25, Elway led another drive that included another long third down conversion. Facing a third and 12, Elway scrambled out of the pocket and hit Steve Watson for a 27-yard completion to put the Broncos in field goal range. The barefoot kicker Rich Carlos hit the 33-yarder to win the game 23-20, sending the Broncos to Super Bowl XXI to play the New York Giants. One quick add-on. This was the last game for Cleveland's kicker Mark Mosley. 
Mosley spent 16 seasons in the NFL but played only three games with Cleveland. His retirement after this game marked the end of the old-school straight-on kickers. Also on this day in history, in 1983, Edmonton's Pat Hughes scored two shorthanded goals in 25 seconds to break a record set by Wayne Gretzky. That record was bested five years later also by an Edmonton Oiler when Asa Tikkanen scored a pair of shorties 12 seconds apart. And in 1953, J. Edgar Hoover turned down a $100,000 offer to take over as chairman of the board of the International Boxing Club. How might history have been different if he actually would have taken it? That's it for today. Thanks for listening to this edition. If you have a moment, rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Check out the show notes for other ways to help out if you would like. Have a great day, and I'll have more tomorrow on This Day in Sports History.